Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Companies to watch. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. Elliot Danker, Bharati Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for companies to watch. Uh, another week, uh, another few more VTLs. Yeah, very exciting, right? In Singapore, uh, more vaccinated travel lanes being launched, coming as no surprise that a lot of the airline and travel sector counters in general are doing really, really well. A great beginning for everyone in the travel sector. The countdown has started for many from October 19th, just five days from today. Vaccinated travellers, for example, will be able to fly to Canada, Denmark, France, Italy, the Netherlands, Spain, Britain and the US. Uh, The scheme will be extended to South Korea from November the 15th. This means that Singapore will have a total of 11 VTL arrangements with 11 countries by November 15th. And this includes previously announced VTLs with Brunei and Germany. What does it mean for Singapore Airlines? We all know it as a great way to fly. Is uh, this a boost to the stock price for SIA? Let's find out a little bit more from Shakur Yusuf, founder of Endow Analytics. Shakur, good morning. Good to speak with you again. Good morning, guys. First of all, as a bit of an icebreaker, hearing about all these travel lanes, are you getting involved in any way? I wish, but but I'm not. Uh, at some stage, I would like to to start flying again. Yeah, uh, any, any country on your for, list for Singapore Airlines? Any any country on your list? And not and nothing you know spectacular. It's just maybe around the region would would be good to, yeah. to begin with. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> uh, I'm just wondering why you're not flying yet. Why why are you waiting? Ah, okay. Because I'd just like to take a wait and see attitude first before you know i mean i i see all these crowds and you know i just uh, get a bit edgy sometimes yeah i'm glad you brought up the crowds because we did see a snaking queue at the sia office over the weekend we also saw their website crash within hours of all these announcements it's obviously huge news for all tourism related stocks the entire travel sector uh, but are these flights enough to bring SIA some relief? After all, we are talking about a prolonged period of uncertainty that it has faced up till today. So is this really enough? Well, the simple and short answer is no, it's not enough uh, until such time where they can reach pre-pandemic uh, capacity. And uh, then this is you know, a bit of a cliche, but it's, it's, it's still a drop in the ocean. But it's a good start, nevertheless. I think it would take more than this for SIA to regain back to where it was uh, before the COVID. Mm. Yeah, of course, to regain where it was. But in terms of how much optimism they ought to be feeling or investors as well ought to be feeling, what's your advice there? I mean, how much should they temper expectations? Are, yeah, people are, are cautiously optimistic, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, it's 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 very welcome news, especially as uh, we're coming towards the end of the year and all the festivities, and and school holidays and all that, and people have just been stuck at home for the last nineteen twenty months. Uh, so this is indeed, as, as you can see from the website breaking down and and people snaking queues and all that. But you know, I think I think we have to understand that. Uh, we're, we're not out woods yet, and there is still some way before we see some real normalcy in it. But until then, you know, we, we have to tread carefully, I think. 
Yeah, um, looking at the sales numbers, and and I have friends who have already started looking at flights and have already booked flights. Uh, to my surprise, Shukor, I expected prices to skyrocket, but it seems things look pretty reasonable now. Do you have any thoughts on this? I think it's expensive, actually, compared to what it was before. Okay. I mean, if you look at uh, flights to South Korea, for example, it, it's about $1,500 compared to 800 previously. Uh, so that's still a lot of money. But it, it, again, it's not just the money involved that we're talking about. It's just the, uh, the fact that it's very tedious now to fly. You, you need to have those tests again, even though it's been reduced significantly yeah. from four to, to two now. But I think... You know, apart from the money, there are a lot of other things that you need to be aware of, the the health protocols that you have to take into account and all that. Yeah, good point on the hidden costs because those PCRs can amount to, if you take four in total, can amount to almost 600 bucks. Indeed, and also not forgetting all the insurance that you have to factor Mm. in and all that. So traveling has become more expensive and probably in, you know, the realm of the more affluent, shall we say. How much more expensive do you expect it to become? Considering that, of course, we are expecting all of these entities to be making up for the losses that they have been experiencing. Yeah, the sky's the limit. I mean, if there is real demand and people are willing to pay to travel, then the airlines would only push it up as far as they can. With it, reasonably, of course. But for SIA, let's not forget that this is a very premium carrier and it depends a lot on business passengers. So that's not happening as yet. So we're looking at all leisure travelers mostly. So that's not going to make a dent to help their bottom line, so to speak. And, and so there, it, it's still some way to go before they can regain that lost uh, business travel, premium travel that they are very much dependent on. Uh, Shukor, we spoke some months ago and yeah, we did talk about SIA. We also talked about budget carriers. And I remember at the end of the conversation, you talked about how, you know, where travel changes and it becomes for the more affluent, budget is dead or will die. Uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, with these VTL flights for SIA, what are your thoughts on what it would mean for a carrier like Scoot? I think Scoot is in uh, very well positioned, in fact, uh, as one of the leading low-cost carriers in this part of the world. One, because it's under the SIA uh, badge, under the SIA group holdings, and very well supported by Tamasic. So funding is not really an issue for airlines in, in the SIA group. And so, you know, the future would be a bit tepid, the near future, but I think long-term, Scoot has uh, got it, its uh, you know, it, it's got its act together. Uh, it will fly again to, it is flying again to Europe, to, mm-hmm. to Berlin. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, there will be instances where it will uh, again fly to China, to Australia. Australia is a big market and yeah. that's something I think the group is working towards. So that will happen. Uh, it has an edge over the other low-cost carriers in terms of being disciplined, being financially well-managed. Let's talk about what would make a dent for SIA. Because you did mention that, you know, right now we're just seeing leisure travellers. There are also limits under the VTL arrangements. Moving forward, uh, what does SIA need to take into account in terms of innovating and perhaps introducing its service, new service offerings uh, in order to hasten its recovery? I think it's not entirely up to them. I think it 
it has to be the world has to open up as to what it was before, or at least close to what it was before, and that's not happening so quickly or quick enough for for that uh, to happen for airlines to benefit from it. Uh, but for for now, SI has done everything it can. I mean, it's positioning itself in terms of mounting all this inter. Continental long haul flights uh, to Western Europe, to to North America, to Canada, and they're flying to Vancouver and Seattle again. Uh, so that's that's great news. But I think we take into account in the background there's uh, oil prices lurking, rising. There's a lot of uncertainty over how the global economy is going to pan out. So a lot a lot of things, a lot of unknowns. And that's that's something that airlines have had to grapple with for for a long time. But this time around, I think, again, you know, let's hope there there are no new mutants or new variants of of the virus and so on. But we we just don't know. So you know, let's see, let let's take things uh, you know slowly. See three six months down the road how yeah. how it will uh, figure out. I'm with you on that one, Shukar. Uh, and I'm glad you brought up the oil prices. I want to combine a few things into one question, if you don't mind me. Uh, oil prices, uh, some of the things I heard were where my friends were trying to book flights was, is it expensive to travel in, say, Germany? The the, the cost of things, uh, are, are they more expensive? So inflation, obviously, is something that people are worried about. So oil prices, inflation, and I believe previously, correct me if I'm wrong, you were looking at a 2024 before we see a, a proper recovery. But with these VTLs, does that change your outlook on when uh, air travel or travel can get back to pre-pandemic levels? I, I still, you know, I'm still sticking to, to that uh, prognosis, that uh, prediction. I think, you know, even though we're seeing all these careful, cautious reopening, the VTLs are not enough, uh, barely enough, to actually take into account the losses that an airline like SIA is, uh, is suffering right now. It's about 100 to 150 million a month. That's a huge amount of money, and that's not going to be drastically reduced just because you have. A few flights to 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 Western Europe or to the U.S. because that you know they, it's not enough to cover the operations. Uh, it's not even enough to break even for a single flight. Uh, you, one has to remember that. So in order for things to to really go back to where it was, the entire uh, world has to to reopen. The borders have to be completely uh, lifted again, and you know there must be confidence amongst people. Not just a few people who who can afford it, but but general people, uh, the masses who are mostly traveling on budget airlines and going to budget travel, uh, Airbnb and, and and so on. So those those need to happen. But until then, I think we we're looking at the next twelve months, and I, you know I think I you know I'm just I'm just worried. I'm cautiously optimistic uh, because I I know with these things you just never know. Mm, it is truly very, very unpredictable. Uh, but considering what SIA can do in terms of forward planning and looking at its strategy, some analysts have raised the possibility of looking more closely into foreign partnerships. What's your perspective on that? Well, SIA has never been uh, an airline that's been successful in, in having foreign partners, if you look at its history. And, and I think, you know, we look at what's happening in India, for example, where their partnership, the collaboration with the Tatas, 
Vistara Airlines uh, is under scrutiny now because of what the Tatas have done last week in terms of buying Air India again. So where does that leave you know, the partnership between SIN and Tata in Vistara? Uh, it's open to question. But, you know, the, the situation, the appetite for mergers and acquisition is not there yet because money is hard to come by. There is liquidity, but people are very reluctant to part with money when it comes to purchasing other airlines, Look, unless they're really, they have really a good case for that. So I, you know, SIA is one of the best managed airlines in the world. I'm sure they're looking at every possibility in the marketplace. But I think for now, my understanding is that they're just quite happy to mount flights to get all their stuff back to work again. They've not laid off any 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 uh, of the workers, and that's great. And so I think they they they're very prudent, mm. and that's going to put them in good stead uh, for the next six to twelve months. All right, we've been speaking with Shikor Yusuf, founder of Endow Analytics. Shikor, appreciate your time as always. You take care and stay safe. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.